Jesus said, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Good morning and welcome to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. I'm here in the studio today with my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder, and our subject today is How Should I Vote? It is Monday, October 21st. Monday, October 24th, and... Uh, Time it, is flying by. It's, it's going fast, and uh, it is early voting. It begins today, and it culminates on uh, November the 8th. Uh, hopefully, it finishes up on November the 8th, unless we have uh, some foul play, and then it just goes on and on and on. Uh, but we want to talk about how should a Christian vote and even backing up from there, should a Christian vote at all? You know, Chris, we were talking before the before we hit the airwaves that lots of Christians, millions of Christians around the country aren't even registered to vote. Yeah, that is uh, just a shame. There, I think there's millions of Christians that do not vote. Maybe they've just given up on even thinking that they can make a difference. But we know that every vote counts, and it's very important to exercise that right that we have to vote. Well, as I was talking last week to uh, to a fellow from American Family Association uh, that that is immersed in this stuff, uh, when when one side starts to cheat. Uh, it, it really makes it hard for people to want to vote at all. But as he said, hey, you know, it's just like playing a football game. If the if the refs are skewed toward the home team, uh, you just have to play that much harder to win because you have to overcome not only the opponent but the refs. But it can be done. And so uh, it's more incumbent when, when things are taking place that you say, that's not right, and I don't think that they're counting this right. Uh, if you flood the decks with votes for the the candidate who more closely resembles uh, biblical values, it's hard to overcome that. And uh, it is very important for Christians to vote. Here is why. Jesus was asked by the religious leaders, Teacher, we know that you are truthful and teach the way of tr- God in truth and defer to no one, for you are not partial to any Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to give a poll tax to Caesar or not? Now, they said this. This is a gotcha question because Jesus has a big following, and the big following, they don't like Rome, and so they don't want to pay taxes to Rome. They see Rome as the pagan usurpers and, hey, get out of our country, and we're God's people, all that stuff. And so if he says, yes, it's lawful to pay taxes to Caesar— well, then they're going to, he's going to have trouble with his uh, crowd. If he says, no, it's not lawful, then he's going to have trouble with Rome, and they can go to Pilate and say, hey, this guy is telling people uh, to not pay taxes to Rome. So it's a, a classic gotcha question, and the scripture says this, but Jesus perceived their malice and said, why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, whose likeness as an inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And hearing this, they marveled, and leaving him, they went away. He shut them up with his reply. Now, who is Caesar? Well, Caesar was their government. Caesar represented their government. Uh, We're not governed by Caesar, but we do have a Caesar. Caesar is 
our government uh, because that's what he represents. And what does Caesar want? Well, he wants our vote because we have a the way the founding fathers set it up. Uh, America is one of the people, by the people, and for the people, and the people can determine the direction that we go by our vote. It is uh, a terrible thing when Christians just uh, wash their hands of that and say, well, I'm just going to follow God, and I don't care what direction the country goes. Um, Chris, why is it why is it so critical that we don't view things that way and just say, well, you know, I'm part of the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter about America. America does matter. Our country does matter. And, and why is that so? Well, I mean, God is sovereign. We know that God is sovereign. And we know that he has placed us in this place, in this land for this time. Uh, he is all knowing. And so he had a purpose in placing us here. And so we as American citizens, uh, we haven't chosen that. Most of us haven't chosen that. Some of us have. Most of us have not chosen that. But God has uh, placed us here uh, to participate, to be a part of being salt and light in the earth. And so it's very important to um, be concerned with who governs our land, because this is one of the ways that we can be salt and light on the earth. Well, for those who live in communist countries where there is no vote, they would love to ha to be able to vote for candidates that are going to uh, move the the land in a direction that is uh, pro God as opposed to anti God. I go back to this scripture all the time, Chris, in Jeremiah twenty nine. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, uh, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them, and plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and become the father of sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease, and seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will have welfare. Now, if they were supposed to do that for pagan, godless Babylon... How much more are we supposed to do that? We who live in America pray for the welfare of the city, uh, work for the welfare of the city, vote for the welfare of the city. Uh, it's very clear to me that a Christian can't stand on the sidelines and say, well, I just follow the kingdom of God, so I don't care about America. Right. I mean, God has given us his word. He's given us the Bible that has principles. The Bible is full of principles that we are to apply to our lives. It's not just for the eternity when we get to heaven, but it's for now here on earth. Those biblical principles apply to today. And so we are called to have a, you know, a biblical worldview. You know, uh, Pastor Jeff, I was even thinking about um, terminology and how, you know, so many words have been hijacked in, mm -hmm. you know, in our culture. And we used to say Christian worldview. And mm -hmm. that would be solid just to say Christian worldview. Right. I don't even think we can say Christian worldview anymore. We have to say a biblical worldview right. because even the word Christian in a lot of ways has been hijacked. So what does the Bible say and how does that apply to the way that we govern our land, the way that we live in, in a free nation? So we have today, uh, Chris, as you and I have talked about on many occasions, we have an intersection between uh, religion and politics. I hate to use that word religion, but it's just kind of a catch-all for, you know, what does the Bible say? And so uh, lots of people, hey, you don't bring politics into the pulpit, uh, just preach Jesus and don't talk about politics. But how can we not talk about the issues of the day? that affect morality, that affect people's understanding of God. Uh, as I said yesterday in church, I was quoting from Kirk Cameron when he interviewed David Barton. 
he asked David Barton the question, has it always been like this, that pastors haven't weighed in on the issues of the day? And David Barton said, no, they always weighed in on the issues of the day. This is a new phenomenon where pastors are silent when it comes to major moral issues regarding abortion, regarding uh, sexuality, immorality, homosexuality, transgenderism, all those issues that tend to be divisive and people back off from those. Uh, why is it that we can't be silent in such a time as this? Well, I think our people need to um, get with the times. It's, you know, 2022 is different than even 1980 or, you know, going back 70s, 60s, 50s. The political issues are connected with social issues. And so pastors, pulpits, have to be talking about social issues. So social issues, it's more social issues than it is political issues. Political right. has to do with candidates. Right. And, but I mean, one, you know, platforms are, the two platforms are very, very different, much more different than they were, say, when Jimmy Carter ran against Ronald Reagan in 1980. Right. Or going back further to JF, JFK's time. Uh, the platforms are very, very different. And I know that you, when you preach from the pulpit, you don't say vote for this candidate, vote for this party. But we talk about the social issues because this, if we don't talk about the social issues, who's talking about it? You know, they're being talked about by the media. They're being talked about in secular culture. So the church needs a voice. You know, I was talking to a friend, a sports fan like me, and, you know, uh, LeBron James likes to share his opinion. Right. But then this same person was saying he wants to hear LeBron James' opinion, but the pastor needs to be quiet. No, the pastor needs to right. speak. The pastor from the pulpit, from the Bible, needs to speak uh, what God's word says about the things that are happening in our culture more than someone that, that dribbles a basketball. Well, and, and God does say a lot about these things. He's not silent about these social issues. And as we uh, go down the road of Romans 1 as a society where we reject God, his will, his word, his ways, uh, the Lord tells us, hey, this is what's going to happen to you. Uh, my ways are right. You know, the house of Israel said the way of the Lord is not right, Ezekiel 18. And the Lord said, are my ways not right? No, it's your ways that are not right. And so as we reject uh, God's way of doing things, then he, he gives us over to uh, sexual immorality, homosexual immorality, perversion, and all sorts of societal ills that we're seeing today. And we scratch our heads and wonder, well, what is the solution? The solution is to turn back to God. And uh, that begins for Americans to say, hey, enough is enough with people destroying our country and the freedoms that we have. We need to get involved. We need to roll up our sleeves. And we, as Sandy Rios was saying just this morning, we need to get involved with um, integrity at the polls and hold those people accountable. And we need to uh, know what the candidates stand for and vote for candidates who stand for uh, biblical values. Now, we're not voting for, you know, the Apostle Paul is on the uh, the ticket, but between the two, which is the one that's going to move the country in the best direction for the masses, not for me individually, but for the masses? Well, you just hit it. I mean, that's, you know, Romans 1 is lovers of self, and we live in a society that is so obsessed with self, you know, um, hedonism, secularism, materialism, mm -hmm. all the sinful um acts and attitudes that are in our society it all boils down to what's in it for me what's best for me um, not looking beyond self and into what's best for society and most of all what glorifies god we want our nation to be a nation that glorifies god and honors god in the way that we 
conduct our lives? Well, a great uh, website to go to, ivoterguide.org. Is it com or org? Um, it's com. Mark O's helped me with that, our engineer. Uh, iVoterGuide.com is American Family Association's uh, affiliation that helps you understand the candidates because I think we've all had the situation where we go into the polls and we know certain things that are running, you know, people that are running, we know where they stand, but then you start hitting a bunch of names for a railroad commissioner <laughs> or something like that. It's like, ah, I don't know who this guy is. And you hate to, to vote yeah. when you're totally in the dark. And so iVoterGuide.com can help you in your area know uh, who stands for what. And as uh, as someone well said, hey, getting involved in the grassroots, you know, who's on your school board? As we've seen around the country, school boards that uh, push all this liberal uh, woke junk and all this critical race theory that uh, divides people and uh, just just destroys kids' minds right out of the, the starting gate. Uh, we need to know what, what those people believe in and vote them out and vote in godly candidates and many in communities they need to run for the school board so that they can protect children and teach get back to teaching reading writing and arithmetic yeah ivoterguide.com again look at that website um, i was looking at it last night very simple easy to read easy to find things and just be informed i mean you know it, the voting is starting now so uh, it's time to get prepared, and it's time to vote intelligently. So I'm here, Pastor Jeff Shreve. You're listening to Real Truth for Today, and I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder, who's the teaching pastor and counselor at First Baptist Church, Sexarkana, Texas. And our topic is, how should I vote? Early voting begins today. Today is Monday, October 24th. And uh, we desperately, as a nation, need for Christians, those who love the Lord, those who uh, believe his word, we need to vote and we need to vote correctly. We need to vote for candidates who will uphold biblical values. Now, when we come back from the break, Chris and I are gonna talk about some of the major issues that you need to know when it comes to voting. You need to know where the candidate stands on these issues so that you can vote correctly. Just, just voting is not enough. You have to vote correctly. So you're listening to Real Truth for today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. We'll be right back. Director of the AFA Foundation, Riley Wildman. Here in the foundation, we help families just like yours to shore up permanent income for their retirement years through our charitable gift annuities. Riley has served as the director of the AFA Foundation for over a decade. A charitable gift annuity is a gift to American Family Association. Not only are you giving to the Lord's work, but you'll receive a lifetime income and excellent tax benefits. Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity benefits you and helps ensure the AFA will impact America for generations to come. Give us a call today at 800-326-4543. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. The AFA Foundation, the financial stewardship division of the American Family Association. Praise is a weapon. You and I get to choose how we respond to persecution. We can respond in anger 
or we can resolve to worship and amplify the values of God's kingdom. When the time comes, I pray that you and I will have the courage to make the right choice. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, The World of the End, next time on Turning Point. 5.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central on American Family Radio. Hi, this is Pastor Robert Morris. I'm often asked, how do I grow in my relationship with the Lord? How do I hear God? What is God's plan and purpose for me? I want to personally invite you to join me on Sunday mornings right here on AFR for worship and the Word. And we will discover the answer to these questions together. We'll explore the truths found in God's Word that will help you strengthen your faith and develop a more intimate relationship with Him. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with Dr. Chris Schroeder. We're talking about this subject, how should I vote? Early voting begins today and culminates on Tuesday, November the 8th. And uh, we said from Matthew 22, the words of Jesus, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render to God the things that are God's. Caesar represents government, and our government is a republic, and we as the citizens of America have the privilege of voting. And if we don't like the direction that the country is going in, the way the Founding Fathers set up our Constitution, we get to vote, and we vote for a representative who will uh, in turn vote for a different direction. It is very important that we vote and that we vote correctly and biblically when it comes to the biblical issues that are at stake. So, Chris, let's start off. What are some of these issues that a Christian needs to keep in mind when they vote? Well, I mean, I think at the top, easily number one would be life. So uh, abortion is a major issue, and it's an issue of life and death. And I don't believe there's any more important issue than this. And I believe that we are uh, as believers, as Bible believers, we've gained momentum on this issue, mm-hmm. but it's an issue that's not going away. In fact, it's going to get stronger, and it's an issue that we've got to continue to fight for. We've got to continue to fight for the life of the unborn. And so to me, this is the number one issue. Um, I would vote for this issue more than any other issue. I totally agree. I think that uh, this is the uh, just like on the Titanic, you could have lots of things that you could complain about, but 
they all paled in comparison to the gash in the hull mm-hmm. on the the ship. And so this is the issue because it affects millions of lives. Well, it says like how we how we value life if we value life or not. I mean that it's a huge statement of our culture whether we value life or not. Well, and and some people will say, well, you know, I don't really need to get involved in that. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. Open your mouth for the dumb, for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. There's no one more afflicted and needy than an unborn baby who is not able to speak for himself or herself, and we're to stand up and protect them. And so here's here's my view on abortion. Does God have anything to say about abortion? Yes, he chiseled it in stone. You shall not murder. Right. Uh, life begins at conception, and that little baby in the womb is a life created by God, and that little baby has rights, just like you can't go over to your neighbor's house and say, I don't like your two-year-old child, so I'm going to kill him. Uh, that's murder. A mother can't do that with her two-year-old child. Uh, you can't do that with an unborn baby because that baby is created by God in the image of God and needs to be protected. Yeah, simple. It's murder. It's plain and simple. It's murder. And so we want to vote for candidates that are pro-life, um, not, not pro-choice, but pro-life candidates. Well, what? so I've said before, and I've said on this radio program, uh, I got this from Adrian Rogers. I love the statement, but I wouldn't vote for my own mother if she were running for office mm-hmm. and she were pro-abortion. I just wouldn't. I'd be like, Mom, I love you. I can't vote for you. I can't vote for anybody that would be for the brutal murder by dismemberment of the defenseless unborn. I mean, you watch the movie Unplanned and see how horrific abortion really is. Uh, it is awful. And we've had people on the program, one dear lady in particular, whose, whose testimony is, I had an abortion, yeah. and uh, it was terrible, it was horrible. Uh, but here's the thing, there's grace in the Lord, and she is anti-abortion. Uh, as God has healed her and washed her and cleansed her in the blood of Jesus over that sin, but it's a terrible sin, and you don't support candidates who are for the killing of the unborn. Right, very simple. So what's a what's another issue that we need to keep in mind, Chris? Okay, I would definitely say um, number two on the list would be freedom of religion. That the church has, uh, the government stays out of the life of the church. That we, uh, that's what our country was founded on. And I know there's a lot of misconceptions about church and state being connected um, looking at it from the standpoint of the government not interfering with the church, not not vice versa, right. but the government not interfering with the church. If we lose our freedom of religion as a nation, we lose everything. And so that's something that's worth fighting for and voting for candidates that are freedom for religion. Yeah. So it's, it's the freedom of religion, of religion, not the freedom from religion. Right. Because... America was founded on biblical principles, and any honest historian would would have to agree, yes, that's true. I mean, there you, you don't have to have every one of the founding fathers uh, to be a born-again Christian to found the country on Christian principles, and the Judeo-Christian work ethic, and the Judeo-Christian um, value system, uh, that is embedded into the Constitution of the United States of America. And so we uh, we desperately need 
uh, Christianity to influence government, not government to push on Christianity. And that's what we saw, Chris, with uh, all the COVID lockdown measures. You can't have church. Church is not essential. What is essential? Uh, Strip clubs. That's essential, as that had in California. Abortion, that's an essential thing. So those stay open, but we're closing down the churches. Right, church is essential for our, for our spirit, for our soul, for the, the innermost part of us. Church is essential. Well, and, and we know from not too long ago when 9-11 hit, uh, that, that was on a Tuesday. What happened on Sunday? Churches were packed. Packed out. Yeah. Because people realized, hey, we need God. Now, COVID was uh, a curveball from the evil one that got Christians afraid, which is just sickening to me because, like, why should we be afraid? Um, of, you know, COVID was not the bubonic plague. We weren't hauling loved ones out to the curb, uh, you know, two and three at a time. Uh, for them to pick up as they did during the the plague of the black death and but so many christians were so afraid they were not to be afraid well God. now we're well now we're seeing the ramifications of it so they shut down everything and people isolated to avoid uh physically getting sick you know the worst case scenario dying but in doing so uh not looking at the other ramifications as far as our emotional health now we're seeing a pandemic of emotional health struggle with uh, young people, especially coming back into society and then spiritually in the church, you know, seeing a decline in numbers, I think all around the nation, um, I'm hearing something like, you know, 15 to 20 percent mm-hmm. churches are down since the pandemic. So, I mean, you shut you shut everything down so that people would not get sick. But now there's these other ramifications of emotional and spiritual mm-hmm. um, unhealth, you know, unhealthiness. Yeah, it was it was devastating. That's why one of the things I love about uh, Dr. John MacArthur, he he basically said in a kind way, but in a very powerful way, Governor Newsom, stick it in your ear. We're essential and we're meeting. And if you don't like it, well, tough. And his church has grown. Right. (laughs) Since he made that stand, he showed that uh, strength and that courage to stand up to the government that was forcing their hand and people have admired that they admire his toughness his strength and because of that the church is growing and also the pastor i can't think of his name the one in chino hills right uh california same thing um we are not shutting down church is essential and people have admired that and they're coming now to to hear the bible to hear to hear god's word and no doubt uh they got flack from some of the people in their churches you know oh you're a super spreader you don't care about people you're not loving your neighbor uh, none of those things are true. Hey, we're here to meet the Lord. If you don't want to come, don't come. But we're going to worship. And, uh, you know, as the apostles told the Sanhedrin, whether it's right in the sight of God to obey you or to obey God, you be the judge. We cannot stop speaking what we've seen and heard. And we're not going to shut down. And well, we're G- gonna... Jesus said they will hate you. You know, right. they will hate you. So that is a part of it. It's not part that we like. We don't glamour in that. But it is a part if we're going to speak truth and we're going to uh, be strong in the churches that we aren't always going to be liked. Right. All right. How about uh, the issue of law and order? That's more and more of an issue today as our country seems to be unraveling with uh, criminal activity and no respect for authority. As I said Sunday, you know, when you lose the fear of God, 
That's the basis for everything. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. Hey, I'm going to have to stand before God one day and give an, give an account of my life. The eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good. That's a sense of uh, the, the reverence of God, the awe of God, and the uh, understanding that God is a consuming fire. It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Well, when you lose that completely, then it starts to uh, unravel all of society. And we're seeing crime, brutal crime, violent crime, like never before. Uh, how does that affect us, Chris, as we go into the voting poll? Well, I have young children, you know, and so when we vote, I mean, I'm thinking about the future. I'm not just thinking about right now, but I'm thinking about the future. And we happen to live... Um, well, I mean, it depends who you ask how safe our city is, but, mm -hmm. um, we have pretty good schools where we live and, um, but we want the crime rate to be down, you know, and I want, I want this place to be a safe place for our children. So that's gotta be near the top. And we see these, uh, big cities that we hear about and the crime that is taking place in these cities. It's just so sad and beautiful cities and beautiful places being destroyed, uh, from inside, from, uh, from so much crime and, um just not following the laws at all. Well, and you look at some of these cities that have been controlled by left-leaning politicians for years and years and years, and people just keep voting them in, and those cities just become cesspools of violence, of criminal activity, of poverty, of hopelessness, of terrible schools, uh, and then we just keep throwing more money at it. Um, you know, the, the idea that, hey, I'll give you a little bit of money if you vote for me, it's going to keep you in poverty, but it will you, you, you won't starve to death. Um, that's not a good way to look at things in terms of voting. Who's going to give me $1,000 a month? I'll vote for them. Um, you're just going to be locked down to a life of poverty if you view it that way. Yeah, you'll, you'll be giving up your freedoms. You'll be giving up your rights, you know. Um, which leads to another issue, a major issue that we need to think about as we vote, and that is thinking about the economy and thinking about the poor and the underprivileged. And, you know, the different political parties look at that differently, how we can help the, the poor. You know, one party says that the other party doesn't care about the poor, but really the truth is there's just different policies, complete disagreement on policies that will help the poor. Mm -hmm. um, and so we need to vote for candidates to have policies that will help people to get educated, to get skills, to be able to contribute, contribute to society, not get not to be crude, but not to get handouts, but that could actually um, work and contribute to society. And a man, a man feels um, worthwhile. They feel uh, esteem when they can actually work and achieve things and provide for their family. Yeah, if you get something for nothing, uh, just emotionally, that psychologically, that doesn't help you. You feel like a freeloader. Nobody likes to feel like a freeloader. We like to feel like we're making a difference. We're contributing. What am I doing with my life? I'm making a difference. Chris, you had said about uh, you can give a man a fish or you can teach him how to fish. And if you teach him how to fish, he can feed himself for the rest of his life. If you just keep giving him a fish every day, he's back at your doorstep every day saying, hey, feed me, feed me, feed me. And it's kind of like with kids. You know, you have little kids. You have to feed them at the first 
but then you grow them up so that they can feed themselves and they can take care of themselves. The whole idea of parenting is I train you up so that you can become a responsible, well-adjusted adult and you can survive in this world without me. Yeah, so we want to vote for issues that help our schools, that support our schools, uh, where uh, education is so crucial. It's, it's the great equalizer. It's the thing that helps people get a chance in the world. And so um, we want our young people to have skills to be able to contribute and not just receive uh, handouts from government. Well, and we need to remember, too, I mean, there's a cosmic battle taking place. You know, Job was unaware of the cosmic battle taking place between God and Satan. Good and evil taking place. Right. And, uh, you know, the devil is the the spirit of the age in the, the, as it says in Ephesians, that, uh, you know, he is the the spirit um, of the airwaves, and and he is pushing people. Don't let the world uh, squeeze you into its mold, as it says in Romans 12, 2. Well, the devil is pushing an agenda to squeeze you into its mold, to get you to knuckle under, to get you to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's image, so to speak, and to go along and just keep, uh, don't stand up for truth, just keep going along, going along, going along. That's what they did in in Germany under Hitler, until finally they lost all their freedoms, and then they were, if you dissented, then you were put in the concentration camps. I know many people have said, you know, this election, this midterm election, the most important in our lifetime. You know, every time we have an election, it's the most important right, in our lifetime, right, right. which is probably true. It's probably true, yeah. But eventually we're going to get to a place if we don't vote correctly and push the country into a, a more biblical uh, frame of reference we are going to lose our ability to make a difference, and uh, we're not going to like the results of that. Uh, people that clamor for socialism, just take a trip to Venezuela. See what that's like. Uh, no one wants to live there, and so we need to preserve the, the uh, and fight for the freedoms that we have in this country. Otherwise, they're gone away, and we're not able to pass those off to our children and our grandchildren. They're going to grow up in a very different world uh, if we don't stand up and fight now for the freedoms that we have. Right. There's definitely an evil agenda that we have to fight back against. Romans 12, 2 says, don't conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to know God's will. Well, we'll, when we come back from the break, we'll be taking your calls, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We're talking about how should I vote? Does it matter? Yes. Does it matter how I vote? Yes. What does God have to say about it? That is our topic. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, along with Dr. Chris Schroeder. We'd love to take your call. So right after the break, we'll be talking to you. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. When you hear this, 
This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. For over 40 years, American Family Association has stood for righteousness and God's truth in our nation. American Family Association Executive Vice President Ed Vitagliano. AFA is here every day fighting for the future of America, and praise be to God, we're making a difference. One important way you can join us in the battle is through a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. The charitable gift annuity benefits you and it benefits the culture-transforming work of American Family Association. Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity helps you and it allows AFA to impact America for generations to come. Phone 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with my friend Dr. Chris Schroeder. We're talking about how should I vote? What does God have to say about our vote? Should a Christian vote? Yes, uh, absolutely. But it matters how you vote. And if we don't vote in accordance with uh, biblical uh, truths, then we're voting for the wrong candidates who are going to turn the country uh, into the turn the country to a bad uh, direction. And we're on a bad direction right now, and we need to turn things around while there is still hope. Well, we're going to the phone lines. The number is 888-589-8840, and we have Essence from Texas on the line. Essence, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, So God said to occupy till his coming, and this just doesn't mean to be in your Bible and doing his commission. But we are to be, we are to let the Holy Spirit listen to him, give us our marching orders, because he is in us, and he is holding back the evil through us. So rapture, when we are gone, the Holy Spirit is moving aside as we are taken. We are to occupy in our blessed nation, and since we are the church, we are to lead the nation, not pack it on the pastor's back, 
that's just passing the buck. So God is pleased when we occupy concerning preserving the country that he gave us. And we have to remember those people who want abortion, there is a soul given from God in that body developing. Please vote them out. And people who say they don't want their hands dirty in politics, guess how it got dirty? We didn't occupy. We are the government, and those people are employed by us through votes. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. Thank you, Essence. A great word. Yeah, we we kind of backed off of that that political world and said, well, we're just gonna gonna leave that, and we're going to uh, you know live our lives. We're gonna have our churches. We're gonna. Um, preach the gospel, but but you can't leave a, a, a important sector like that for the unbelievers to take over. Right, and now we're seeing the results of just backing off. The, the passivity has caused devastating results. All right, well, we have John in Indiana on the line. John, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Yeah, I, uh, I believe Biden is uh, destroying the country. All these mandates, they're cutting down the military and they're getting rid of oil, which is essential. And uh, he, he needs to be removed immediately. Yes. Well, uh, we're, we, I agree with you. He, he, is, uh, he is not fit, in my opinion, not mentally fit to lead. Um, I wouldn't have voted for him had he been mentally fit because I don't agree with any of his, virtually none of his positions. Um, and I think he is, uh, he is in just, you know, uh, mentally deficient, um, right now at this stage of his life. It's very sad to watch, uh, them to keep pushing him out there when he's unable to even read a teleprompter very well, uh, as my wife said, this is elder abuse that we're seeing take place. Uh, and Chris, I remember when uh, Ronald Reagan started getting dementia, Nancy kept him out of the public eye. She protected him because she didn't want him, uh, his legacy and you know his name sullied with, well, look at Ronald Reagan now, let's make fun of him. But uh, that's happening every day with Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, he ran several times before. I mean, he's run for decades until now he finally, you know, won the election when he's not capable, you know, of leading the nation. The only thing that we could do it really now is, as citizens, is pray for him. As believers, is just pray for him. Pray for his soul. Uh, you know, as you pray for your nation, as we pray for our nation, pray for our leaders. Yes, and, uh, you know, God answers the prayers of his people. And uh, when Erwin Lutzer was on the program a couple of weeks ago and I was asking him, you know, where do you see us? Do you see us uh, like in the days of Noah? Because the Lord said he's coming back as it was in the days of Noah. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And he said, well, in the days of Noah, he said, yes, we are in the days of Noah. And, and no, we're not. It's kind of you can look at it from two perspectives. He said, Noah was the only guy. There's a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. have a lot, you know, so Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Why? Because God couldn't find 10 righteous people. Well, there are a lot more than 10 righteous in America. And um, we still have an opportunity to make a difference and to see the Lord bring about a great revival in America. That's what, uh, Chris, I know that's your heart. That's my heart. It, it, it's not this idea of Christian nationalism. 
we want to see Christianity impact our nation, uh, but but our our citizenship is in heaven, and so we know that America doesn't. La- America's not in the Bible, right? Um, you know, in the Book of the Revelation, you have lots of nations there. America's not one of them, mm-hmm. and so we are going to eventually fall apart. But hey. It's on our watch, and and I like the phrase, not on my watch, because I want to do all I can so that I can pass the baton off to my children, my grandchildren, and say, you know, we preserved your freedoms because we didn't just fall asleep at the switch or go AWOL and say, well, it's too too much trouble. I'm not going to not going to mess with this. Well, I mean, not all hope is lost. I mean, we have seen glimmers of hope, uh, even just with abortion this year. Right. And the pro-life movement, things that we've been praying for for decades happening. Um, There is hope still. We cannot give up hope. We can't live in despair. And as we pray, as we get our hearts right, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. That is going to come from God, not from a politician. But we have to get involved for the welfare of the nation. Well, we have uh, Judy from Texas. Judy, welcome to Real Truth for today. Thank you so much. I have a very brief three-point uh, comment. I will get off the radio afterwards. Uh, okay. They will win again because they are still using the same systems that are in place. We need to be ready. The three points is, one, we need to vote uh, electronically. Then we also need a written vote. And three, we need to commit that when the night of election, every person voting for the Constitution and this country will put their uh, a red or a blue a blue light at their home so that everybody in this nation has a blue wave of truth because it will happen i'm from colombia and it happened to venezuela it is still happening to venezuela they continue to vote and the same people who are killing them continue to win we need to be ready to uh dispute the electronic data with a written vote and with a spiritual blue light throughout this nation. I'm getting off the phone. I'm ready. Oh, all right, Judy. Well, thank you. I, I agree. That's a big concern for me, too, is if we don't fix the cheating um, and if the game is rigged, uh, that's, a, that's an uphill battle for sure. Um, we, do, we desperately need to vote, and we need to do all that we can so that the vote is is accurate and that there's integrity in the voting system. Chris, anything to add with that? Well, I mean, I just liked your analogy that you started the program with talking about the officiating, you know, a referee that's calling a game bad Well, you have another opponent than just the team you're playing against. Mm-hmm. And so that seems sometimes like that's the system that we're in, but we cannot give up. We still cannot give up. We can't get discouraged and give up because it's stacked against us. Well, and the Lord is over it all. And so, uh, we, we trust him because where man rules, God overrules. And as we look to the Lord, as we pray, as we get involved, as we stand up for truth, uh, God will bless and God will answer our prayers. So uh, thank you for calling in. Well, we have Joseph from Texas. Joseph, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I, I do believe what that old man said. And I'm getting old, too. (laughs) There is communism 
all over the White House. And if you don't like the rules of all laws, then you're breaking the rules. Kick them out. Thank you. Yes, very good. Well, uh, that's what we're facing today is, uh, you know, the socialism slash communism that people seem to to want to embrace, especially the younger people as they go to college and they're taught how wonderful this is. Communism, socialism is a failure everywhere it is has it has ever been uh, attempted, and uh, you don't have to look any further than Venezuela to just see how uh, a once prosperous nation is totally destroyed, and we don't want that in America. Uh, that that is not the the Bible's way of anything taking place. I preached just last week on the the Tower of Babel, how we're going to come together, one world government, one world leader, Nimrod, and the Lord destroyed that. And he told them to, not to gather, he told them to scatter. And when they wouldn't do it, then he divided the language, divided the nations, and scattered. Why is that? Because uh, power has a tendency to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. What do we see in the last days? We see a one world leader, the Antichrist, with a one world government what God doesn't want, because man is not able to handle that. The only one who can handle absolute power is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is holy, holy, holy. Man is sinful, 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 and if you put absolute power in the hands of one or in the hands of a few in an oligarchy, it's going to be misery for the masses. And so thank you, Joseph, for calling in with that. Well, we have Joe from North Carolina on the line. Joe, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Very quick, so I can get off the line. iVoterGuide.com. People go to that. Everybody, all 50 states, iVoterGuide.com. It'll also, beside telling you about the candidates, give you some tips on how to publicly speak. And what I, uh, the first caller indicated that we shouldn't depend on the pastors from the pulpit to talk about voting in, in this day and age. When there's an announcement section or at Bible study, uh, you know, ahead of time when they say, does anybody have anything to say? Have your bullet points ready and convince people to get out. That was a correct statement about millions of Christians that aren't even registered to vote for crying right. out loud. Right. It's too late for that now, but you're going to have to do that later in November after the election and go down to your uh, board of uh, elections and get signed up. You know, it's dependent on us. And, you know, if, if you reach uh, the Bema seat, that's one of the first things that Jesus is going to attack people on is why did you not participate in civil government activities? That's all I have to say, and so others can get on. God bless right. and thank thanks, you. Joe. Hey, thanks, Joe. Good word. Yeah, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Caesar wants our vote. Caesar is our government. We need to be involved in that. Um, and there are tons of Christians around the world that don't have the uh, privilege to vote and that are under the the boot of communism or socialism and they would love to be able to vote for candidates who who want freedom and want freedom for the masses but they're not able to do that we can do that and we dare not let that slip through our fingers because we were too lazy to get involved well it's like with this treasure this this talent that we have to be able to vote it's a great gift that god has given us and he talks about jesus talks about burying our talent just burying it and not using it uh what a shame when god has given us this great uh privilege 
to be able to vote. And people have sacrificed for that. You know, Veterans Day is right, right before the vote. So we we have um, a great opportunity, a great privilege that people have sacrificed their lives for to be able to vote and then to waste that, to bury that. What a shame. Well, we have the uh, the privilege as believers in Jesus to come boldly before his throne of grace, to receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And we are called to be watchmen on the wall. We're called to speak the truth in love. We're called to sound the alarm in, uh, in the area of the world in which we live. And we need to take those words seriously. We need to do what the Lord has said uh, called us to do. And uh, yes, get involved. And I uh, appreciate the last caller, iVoterGuide.com. You will learn a lot as you go to that website and as you research before you vote so that you vote uh, with an informed vote. Well, we have just another minute. We have Deborah from North Carolina on the line. Deborah, welcome to Real Truth for today. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to read something. Uh, by Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Our prayer as Christians is that more people get saved by the clear gospel of Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Amen. So they know how to live and know how to live in this life that we're in and will and the life to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Deborah. Yes, we need to preserve the freedom so that we can preach the gospel over the airwaves, that we can preach the gospel in our churches, that we don't have to have fear of being shut down or being arrested. Uh, America was founded on religious freedom and the truths of Scripture, and we need to stand up and fight for those freedoms, otherwise they go away. Well, I want to say thank you for to Dr. Chris Schroeder for being my guest today, and And thank you for listening to Real Truth for Today. It is such a privilege to get to speak to you every morning on this great station, American Family Radio. Hey, go out today, shine for Christ, and share what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you, and God will use you as his witness. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.